Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church Incorporated. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. It is the 27th day of May, 2021, and God is still on the throne. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. I was speaking with a young man yesterday and, and he was, we were talking about going to the gym and muscle retention and, you know, the different things, you know, memory, muscle memory. And, and he was talking about being consistent, you know, consistent to get the results that you're looking for. You know, God is looking for consistency. He's coming back for those that are consistently faithful, those that are consistently seeking to be like him and applying his word. And that is being holy. Listen, I pray and I hope that your day has gone well and we're going to go into the word of God and an announcement right after this song.
awesome, the world is full of iconic figures. The people praise them, they stack us up in a high percentage. The giants in our eyes, the sky's the limit. The picture painted is larger than life, but God is bigger. My God is awesome. Certainly thank him, praise God. He's awesome. He's a deliverer. He is awesome. God is awesome. And he deserves awesome praise from his people. You know, as I like to say, uh, you ought to throw some milk on those cornflakes. Serving God a dry bowl of cereal. You know, and so uh, we ought to give him a fruitful praise. You know, Lord like fruitful. Fruitfulness. You know, if, you, if you've ever had a good fruit salad, you know how tasty it is. And so we should offer him the fruit of our lips. In the way of announcements, Sunday, Sunday, I will begin teaching from the book of Revelation. If you have someone that 
that, you know, sometimes people say, well, the book of Revelation is hard to understand. Book of Revelation is, uh, is tied into a number of books that you into the book of Revelation from the beginning of chapter one through the, uh, through the end. And so that will be go ongoing uh, on starting this Sunday. Now there has been uh, questions and incomplete answers that have been distributed, even among those that, um, that I know that are sanctified, that have questions. And there's nothing wrong with having questions. Um, you know, when you don't know something, that, that's fine. And, and so uh, God said, uh, know the truth and the truth will make you free. And so we're talking about truth, uh, the, the, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Anything less than truth is bondage. And I, I want you to know that a thief steals your past. You know, um, someone break into your house and they steal uh, what you have, they steal your car. Those are, those, that's from your past. You know, you bought that yesterday. You bought that a few minutes ago. And so the, those are items from your past, but a liar steals your future. And, and so ladies and gentlemen, you, you, you gotta be careful about liars. A liar tell you uh, all the things they're gonna do for you and until they get what they want and then they're out the picture. So they stole your future because you believed it. And, and God is against liars. He said a liar won't even stand in his presence. Uh, they don't have a chance. And so if you, if you know someone that's, you know, we, we used to laugh at on Saturday Night Live watching the, the little lady that be, uh, that was a good, uh, uh, no, not the little lady, but you understand what I'm talking about. Some of you know that they had a skit that uh, there was a, a, a liar on there and everything he said that came out of his mouth was a liar. And that might have seemed humorous on TV, but in reality, no one likes a liar. It, it takes from you. The goal is to provide clarity, uh, to give you a good understanding of what triggers the tribulation. Uh, there is a clue to this found in the beginning of the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. There's a clue uh, to what trigger, or well, I'm giving you a clue right now by telling you it's in the beginning of the book of Acts. Uh, there's something that triggers the start of the tribulation period. It's an identifier. And so maybe you can find it. And if you find it during this, uh, this, uh, this uh, broadcast or this podcast, however you want to refer to it, uh, during uh, this small teaching here, uh, comment it in. Let me know that you found it by giving me the scripture and what the scripture says. We're going to talk about what will be happening during the tribulation period. Uh, you, you only want to know what's going to happen during the tribulation period from this, from this moment, from this point of time. You don't want to know what's going to be happening during the tribulation period because you're in it. Save your soul, save yourself from this untorn generation. If you are in what is known as Jacob's trouble, it, you're going to find out what to expect. And I'm telling you, I pray that, that you're not in Jacob's trouble because that's what the tribulation period is, uh, is also referred to. And that is the time of Jacob's trouble. 
we'll get to the final end of Satan and his followers. We'll get to the final end of Satan and his followers. And anyone that has that has not chosen Jesus Christ, and, and I don't mean by words, I mean by deeds, by applying yourself and, and following what God said, which is to love him with your whole heart, your mind, body, and soul, uh, to have a balanced life. You know, there's so many keys to, to success written throughout the scripture that we can apply and have a blessed life. It's when we mess it up and don't follow it. We, we have a better plan, you know, and so we follow that plan instead of following what God has said. And we mess things up. We mess up our credit. We mess up our relationships. We mess up uh, just we just mess it all up. And then we want God to fix it. Well, we want him to fix it instantly, but he'll fix it. He'll help us because the Bible said we overcome uh, uh, evil with good. We do that. And so it, it's by the change of our actions that we overcome evil and make corrections in our lives. And he'll help us. He'll guide us along the way, but he's not going to do it for us. So um, uh, like my uh, grandson, LG, uh, life is great. Uh, would say, I'm going in. And so our, our, what we're talking about tonight is, hey, come over here. Come over here. Have you ever felt that within yourself? You, you're, you're, you, you may have called a friend. You may have texted them. You may have emailed them, you know, but you sent some kind of communication saying, come over here. Uh, you know, I need you to come now. And so the Bible tells us in Acts, the 16th chapter, we what we were starting at the sixth verse through the 12th verse. It says, now when they had gone throughout Ferga and the regions of, of, of Galita and were forbidden to of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Myasa, they essayed to go to Bithna, and the spirit suffered them not, and they passing by uh, Missif came down to uh, Troas. Now we see that they were sensitive to direction; they were sensitive to instructions. How about you? Are you sensitive to the instructions that are given to you? Some might say, yes, I am. You know, it all shows in our faithfulness. It shows just how sensitive we are to our in our obedience. Are we sensitive to direction? Are we sensitive to instructions? Sensitive is not just uh, having or displaying delicate feelings. Most of the time, well, that person is sensitive or they in their feelings. You know, it's also being quick to detect or respond to slight changes, signals, influences, which are, uh, which can be detrimental to you and, or your relationships. You know, relationships uh, is not just between uh, two individuals. It could be your financial relationship. It could be your uh, mental stability. It could be a number of things. And so you need to protect uh, those things when you see slight changes uh, physically. Uh, our relationship is, is physical. You see a slight change in your physical appearance. 
Uh, maybe you might start to see, maybe you start to see some light blotches on your face, which is an indication you're not drinking enough water. Chap lips is an indication that you're dehydrated. And when you feel thirsty, thirst is an indication that your body is saying, I need water. Uh, and that's to say the least. There are other things that uh, we need to pay attention to. Uh, uh, if you if you have if you look at your ankles and your ankles are are, are not, you know, you, you don't see your ankles. You see a, a tube like a straw. And so things are going straight. That's, that's an indication. You need to be sensitive to that. And so we need to be sensitive to certain things that are going on around us and not ignore them. We need to be sensitive to one another. We need to be sensitive to the word of God. We can be sensitive to all those things and ignore some. Let's learn to be sensitive and to uh, apply ourselves in all areas so that we're well-rounded. When they had gone from, from Phrygia into the regions of Galita, when they were gone from, uh, from Mesa to uh, Bethna, where they were told no. There were certain areas that they tried to go into, or they, with good, all good intentions, uh, they were going to those areas to preach the gospel. But they were told no. When you, when you would have, when you hear the spirit of the Lord telling you no, do you continue on? To, to, when, when you're, even when your common sense, because, you know, we have some common sense that, that tells us, no, don't, don't do that. That's not a good thing. Uh, if you do that, you know, uh, I don't care how you itching and you want to scratch it. I don't care how you what you have been told, you know, by another individual that's coercing you to to get involved and to do something that, you know, is going to be damaging to you or damaging to your family, damaging to your career, damaging to your relationship with God. Uh, do you continue on or do you stop? When you hear the spirit of the Lord, now that's just common sense areas. But what about when the spirit of the Lord tell you to stop? You're reminded of the word of God. It says stop. No matter how angry you might feel, no matter how disappointed, no matter what. You, remember, we're talking about uh, nurturing and keeping our relationship with God as well as our relationship and, and, and peace here on earth while we're here. When you heard the word of God, when you felt for, uh, that forbiddenness to, to stop, what did you do? And going forward, what will you do? We see the corruption and the evidence of things that have occurred just because uh, in the mere fact that the Lord spoke to Adam and said, in the day that you eat from that, uh, that tree, which I've told you, uh, man, don't eat from that. Don't go there. And, and he went on and did it. He suffered the consequences from that moment forward. Had he not done it, uh, we would be preaching. I believe it'd be a different gospel right now. Things would be much different. But he continued on. The Bible said, and a vision appeared, unto, appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man in uh, Macedonia. And pray him saying, come over to Macedonia and help us come over here. Hey, come over here. 
Come over here. Come over here, you. Macedonia uh, today is called the Republic of North, North Macedonia. It was once under the Persian Empire and then Roman uh, Empire, and now they are dealing with the Grecian uh, Empire. And Paul and co-laborers of the gospel are now in Troas, where he has a vision. He has a vision. And these men, you, you need to understand, these men were traveling um, hundreds of miles by land, by sea. It took weeks. It took months. It took years because they were obeying what God had said. He, he said, he, he, when Paul got saved, the Lord said, I'm going to use him, and I'm paraphrasing it, I'm going to use him as a uh, an, an ambassador. Uh, he didn't use the word ambassador, but he's going to use him to, to reach out to many. And he said, this man is going to suffer many things, but he's going to get the word out. There's something about him that he's going to get the word out. And, and so he's going to be consistent. Uh, he's going to, he's going to uh, have some tenacity about uh, his relationship and the, and the gospel. And so they traveled hundreds of miles. It took weeks. It took months. It took years. They endured aches. They endured pains, headaches, uh, expected and unexpected weather conditions. Uh, you know, if they had a Chevy Tahoe or if they had some other mode of transportation like we have, uh, I, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, the Bible said that even in that day and time, they turned the world. Uh, someone said, these are they that turned the world upside down. It, just think if they had, uh, they didn't have the luxury of that day riding a, a horse or riding an ass uh, made a, you know, that meant something. That meant you, you had a little bit of, of something going on, but they didn't have all of that. They were trying to get the word out and they didn't have the luxury of, of, of the modes, different modes of transportation. And certainly like we do, uh, we have all this mode of transportation and, uh, and complain about a 15 minute commute. Uh, and, and that 15, 15 mile or 15 minutes could be round trip for some. God forbid you have a little pain or a bad hair day because then no one hear from you. No one see you. We'll, we'll call off from work, but God, you just excuse me. I'm not going to your house of prayer. I'm not presenting myself before you uh, because this just ain't your day. This is my day. And this is how I'm treating it. And, and so uh, Paul, Paul had a vision of a man. And the Bible said there stood a man in Macedonia and prayed him saying, come over into Macedonia. Uh, and help us. Come over here, man. We need some help. You, you ever felt like you needed some help, pastors, ministers, evangelists, man? You, you needed some help because of the work. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, and so, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm comparing this man with personal experience in ministry. Uh, when the pastor, uh, my pastor, blessed me to and and with to go out and go forth in ministry and oversee me as well. Uh, I sat next uh, with my pastor on, on a 
board of directors uh, with the bishops and overseers and, um, and, and district elders of, at that time for nearly 10 years. And uh, when I was blessed to go out, you know, we were like Abram, a single family. You know, the church started with a single family. The church did not start in, in uh, a mega. It did not start with a bunch of people. It started with a single family. Starting a work from scratch is different from inheriting uh, ministry. Uh, there are some that are placed in pastoralship because the current pastor has uh, reached a point where they no longer continue in that role. And so uh, uh, it could be because of age and, uh, you know, and, and they're trained, they're training someone that, to take over the ministry. And so everybody can't be in that spot, just like everyone can't jump. You can't have three people sitting behind the wheel of the car. Uh, you know, only one person can drive the vehicle. And so some inherit the ministry and, they, and what they inherit uh, is the congregation uh, that, had, that they have been prepared for in ministry. And so they inherit that. And that's different from starting a work from scratch. I, I was told, um, you know, as, as a, a minister and, and starting out, I was told that, that we, didn't, we didn't have a large enough congregation to visit. And so there were those that would not come because we didn't, we just was not large enough. Um, uh, so uh, I learned that uh, from the scripture that those seeking to join the, the mega uh, rewards are questionable. I found that out later, you know, but uh, thank God that, that uh, the Lord said, where there's two or three gathered in my name, I'm in the midst. So he didn't say it could be two or three. It could be two or three hundreds. It could be two or three thousand. It's whomever and however the Lord is going to visit. But uh, in that day and time, and remember, Paul is just a few of them. And with that few of them, they were going forward uh, in ministry. And we're reading about the Holy Ghost commissioning an evangelistic team. Uh, which the evangelistic team establishes churches where there are none and, and also helping churches. Uh, I don't know what the evangelists uh, of today, our evangelists have really changed. And they're, no, they're far from what Paul, Silas, and others were like. Uh, they went into territories that uh, did not have churches established and they established the church and then they sent back to headquarters and they sent elders or they commissioned elders at that church and then they would come back around and check on them. Uh, that's the work that the evangelistic did. Uh, that's the work that the evangelists uh, still, according to, I haven't seen no changes in the scripture. So to, in my mind, uh, they should still be doing the same thing. Uh, but uh, from the evangelists that and those that I've spoken to that have that are uh, considered themselves evangelists, they do not. Um, they still I want to be at a church that has a full uh, number. In other words, they're looking for something. They're looking to be a wonder. And some of them are they a wonder in their own mind. And, and so. Uh, uh, the man uh, in Macedonia had called via his spiritual due. Uh, uh, he called uh, 
using uh, to get in touch with Paul without um, and, and without waving an honorarium document in front of him. Uh, he didn't. Paul didn't ask for a disclosure of how many of us. When the man said, "Come help us," he didn't ask them how many people was there. Uh, but uh, there was a request for help. Now, I, I, me as a pastor, I've made uh, it a point to visit each of the churches on my own. Whether they call me or not, I go by to see how they're doing. It has been an ongoing responsibility that I've exercised for years because of my personal experience uh, in the start of ministry. I know what it's like uh, to call and no one answer. There is not enough people for them to uh, for to show, um, so they therefore they can't be a Coachella. You know, they they want to be a Coachella. They want to uh, show off and, and be on stage. Uh, but you know, we our our best performance and everything that we do is for the Lord because God is the audience, not the people. The people are recipient of the benefit. They are recipient of the favor of God. So we please God. We bless the Lord. The Lord will bless others. And so we'll encourage others to bless the Lord along the way. The Bible said heaven rejoices over one person that repents. Uh, that man, those people in Macedonia may have, uh, may have been at the end of their rope. And this cry for help uh, was them reaching up uh, with the strength that they had to tie a new knot. You know, someone said, uh, when, you, when you're about, don't let go, reach up and tie a new knot. And that sounds good, but I'm not sure how you do that when, you, when you're feeling really weak. You know, when you take your, you know, and so uh, uh, I heard what, what they said, you know, to reach up and tie a new knot. But like the man that, that cried out to the Lord uh, to go to the church you know, I believe this man was was crying out because he was seeking God. You know, I, I like to go to the church and, and I get there early consistently um, that I might cry out to the Lord. You know, it's important uh, not to just show up at service, you know, uh, uh, at eight o'clock, show up at service at whatever your registered, whatever your service time is. You ought to get there a little early and seek the Lord. You got to get there a little early in it because you want to make sure that you you get you have your offering sacrifice or praise is what I'm talking about. Uh, you, you've practiced your song that you want to surrender unto the Lord. And, and maybe you want to get there a little early because you want to find the singers and, and or find a singer and say, help me with this. I want to give God this particular praise. And so arriving early to, to make sure that and God takes note of that. This man cried out to the Lord. And, uh, and so as a result, the message made its way to Paul. For clarity and Bible students, there is no gift. I, I want to make this plain because Paul and them are, are out evangelizing and someone said, well, they're on a missionary journey. Um, I don't believe you'll find that word missionary anywhere in the scripture. It's not a gift, missionary it's not a gift that is given in the scripture. The Bible said he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, uh, some teachers, uh, pastors, 
for the work of the ministry. And Paul and his team are evangelizing. And so they're not on a missionary journey. And if you find that, let me know. But uh, missionary is a, a subtitle given by, by men and organization. The propagation of the gospel is referred to as evangelism, is referred to as witnessing. And the Bible said we are living epistles written and read of men. And so uh, there are so many things that the word of God does not proclaim that has been established by organizations, you know, like Constantine of Rome and the Council of the Nazi. Uh, you know, uh, we have archbishops, we have prince of apostles and, and pontiff, you know, that's just the name of few. But none of that is in the scripture. Uh, according to uh, the uh, some organizations, you can't be a saint, a saint, the Vatican. You can't be a saint, uh, you know, unless you have a miracle. But God delivered the people of Israel from Egypt. And uh, the only one that performed miracles in their presence was a, a few. But God called, referred to all of them. He referred to all the ecclesia that was there as saints. So that's just an example of how things have been distorted, how things have been messed up. I'm sorry. Cornerstone is a Bible believing church from Genesis to Revelation. We don't deny. We don't take away anything from the word of God. We don't add to it. And we certainly not foolish to, to put a, a date and to put God in a vacuum. You know, that stupidity, you, uh, serpents won't harm you. So you go pick up a snake and then get bit by one and be rushed to rush into the hospital. That's foolishness. Uh, you know, uh, oh, the Lord is going to return on on this date. You give a date, time and year. That's foolishness. God forbid. And, and, and I, I really have some stronger words that I would that I would prefer to use. And it is nothing. But I, I'm you know, I'm just saying that is craziness. That is not what God has called us to do. He has called us to live by the truth. He has called us to examine his word and to live by his word. Those that uh, that live by his word shall uh, that keep his word shall live in it. And so with all our heart and all our being, we want to live in his word. The Bible said, and after he had seen the vision, Paul, and, and I'm sure he communicated this uh, to the others that was with him immediately we endeavored to go to Macedonia. There's somebody that may have seen, you may have driven by a church and, you know, and you may have looked at the parking lot and, and saw the lights was on and, and you know, but, and, and, but, but there just wasn't a hundred or 200 or 300 cars there. So you didn't stop. It may have been that God was waiting on you. Uh-huh. That you are a key element. But if you deny, you know, if you say, well, I can't do that because there's no honorarium. There's nothing there that is that, you know, I can't stand on the stage and, and show off, you know, or anything like God's not looking for that. Matter of fact, we believe in, in reach outreach and, and, and pounding the pavement and, and talking to people face to face about God, you know and respecting uh, being careful using some wisdom and knowledge of those that we approach uh, in the process and, and so you know I, I i remember i was i walked up to a gentleman 
knowing that uh, he was actually uh, watching over the ladies that was that was going up and down the boulevard. And so showing respect to him, not to disrespect him and what he was doing. That doesn't mean that I, I was in agreement, but at the same time, just using some wisdom, you know, talking to people face to face and and uh, to get the word out and, and thank God that, you know, um, they were receptive. We need to be sensitive and we need to be sensitive to what's going on around us. We need to be sensitive to there's a cry for help. And you don't know the heart of the individual and what they may be messed up in when you approach them. And you ought to be sensitive about that. Uh, Paul saw the vision immediately. They endeavored to go to Macedonia and assured, surely gathered that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Therefore, they loosed from Troas and they came straightway. They went on to do the will of the Lord. And, and that's what we're endeavoring to do. That is to do the will of the Lord. I hope that you feel the same way. I hope that you're seeking to do the will of the Lord above everything. Uh, at the end of the day, at the end of your day, you want to hear the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over much. And that's something we'll get into when we talk about rewards as we get into the book of Revelation. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed. Remember the songs of our, our, our songsters, the artists and producers respectively belong to them. Uh, support gospel music. Get your praise on. All right. See you later.
Listen, before we completely go, let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, ask, Lord God, that you would bless, Lord God. Bless each one under the sound of my voice. Lord God, I pray and ask that you remember, Lord God, the desires of their heart. Bless the desires to line up with your will. Father, we pray and ask, Lord God, that you would help us to keep vows that we have made unto you. Lord God, help us, Lord God, to seek you, Lord, with our whole heart. Help us, Lord God, to do your will, Lord, and Lord Jesus, not to go to the right or go to the left, Lord, but bless us, Lord Jesus, that, that we stay on the straight and narrow path. Lord God, we want to honor you with our lives. We want to honor you, Lord God, with our words, our thoughts, Lord Jesus, to govern ourselves according to your will, Lord, and to be sensitive, Lord God, to what you have to say. Lord Jesus, we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.